Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. I'm ready. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. My pool alarm just went off. I'm kidding. Whoa. Hey, how's everybody doing? Number one out there, if you're listening and you're watching us, no matter what time of the day or night, whether it's live right now or whether it's down the road a little bit on Thursday or Friday, tell us how you're doing. We want to know. We want to pray for you. Send us a prayer request. GJ, what's up, man? I'm going to share this. I know I shared it with you earlier. Happiness is based on happiness. Joy is based on Jesus. So I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but the word joy has at its root word, charis. So joy literally means, which is why I love that you sent that this morning, an awareness of God's grace. So you wow. cannot joy without the awareness of God's grace. God's grace is embodied and enraptured in Jesus himself. So, wow. Well, that's why you're the smartest man alive. Oh my gosh. Now that Eric's not, now that Dr. Eric's not on the show, I got my title back. (laughs) No, I I didn't. I I think I was pretty good. Smartest man alive. One of the smartest men alive. I have to go back and watch the show. I feel like I was in competition. I'm just saying. Hey. If the boot fits. Hey, he's a doctor. I concur with the doctor. You're a about to have your jurist doctor. Doctorate. Although you can't call an attorney a doctor. It just doesn't work out that way. Well, you can. There are some doctors that are attorneys. There are some attorneys that are doctors. Are they? Really? Yeah, yeah seriously. Huh. All right. And as I was driving to Branson two weeks ago, uh, I saw a billboard. One guy says, Surgeon or doctor, surgeon, attorney. Surgeon attorney. Can I be uh, Reverend Reverend Doctor Attorney? You can be whatever you want, bro. Uh, I appreciate that. Right, you identify with that. Oh my gosh. Don't use oh, those words. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, you kicked off of uh, Facebook. I get this notification after last week's show, and apparently, in some countries, they're really cracking down. Facebook is that for that uh, purposes, and they and they actually blocked out and muted thirty seven seconds of our show uh, in, in some country that we uh, we posted to. So I'm sorry if you were in that area and you and you had it muted out for thirty seven seconds, but apparently in your country, whatever country that is, because I don't know which one it is, you weren't able to hear that one part. So. You don't know what country. That's that. What can I say? I know. I don't know what country. It just says one of the countries 
that it was broadcast in, there's 37 seconds that cannot be played. So I probably could research that. I don't have time right now, but I am very curious which country that is and what 37 seconds it was. My discernment is telling me U-S-A. You're probably right. You're probably right about that. I don't remember saying anything last week that was kind of off balance, though, but or even anything that we played. I just don't remember anything that we played that would have had an issue, but I think it was all news. We know people are losing their minds right now. Oh, by the way, God is moving. God is shaking. Yes. There's some big news. Tell us about that, Stan, even though that's not part of the script here today. It's all my things that make you go, hmm. (laughs) All right. Hey, let's just start it off right now. Let's just move the section to the front. I like that. We're mixing it up. Hey, I love it. Now you got me up. By the way, while there's 37 seconds of silence, potentially, go to endtimes.chat. Endtimes.chat. Oh, Miss Nancy Brown Randall says Esquire. I like that word, Esquire. That's really nice. Yeah, it sounds very esteemed. There, there we go, in times.chat. Good job. In times.chat. And this is the big news of the week. This is really big news. Now, it sounds like I've heard this somewhere before because <laughs> it was leaked out a month ago. So, in any so, event, this when, you were clerking, now- when you were clerking, good job. Hey, hey. Interning, interning, excuse me. Yeah, no, I'm interning as a law clerk. It's all good. It's all the same thing. All right, well, I didn't know. I didn't didn't know if it was doctor or Esquire or smartest man alive. I don't know how to read (laughs) and refer to you now. That's all right. Hey, uh, we'll just skip over all that and just go straight to this. So Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Now, this was leaked out about a month ago as a potential landmark decision. And uh, it overturns a 50-year-old decision from the Supreme Court back in 1972 and three. This is, uh, here's the deal. It's actually really, really great news for the states that actually want to do something about it. Because all this decision does is takes away the federal protection for abortion and it hands it back to the states. Now, there are some, some states like California, which now, it seems like there could be no limits on how many babies can be aborted. So, and, and now the states can make these decisions and say, well, we can have abortion even up to the very day that the baby is born. And then how far do they push it? Is it seven days after they're born? Is it four days after they're born? So we still have more prayer to go. And I, I was listening to a, pa- I don't know if it's pastor or not, but it was somebody that had been fighting and praying for the last 20 or 30 years to get this overturned. And they said, now it's time to focus on the states, to focus on getting these things overturned. So although this is incredible, incredible news, we're not done yet. We still have a lot of babies. Oh, I was listening to a podcast, and they basically said the, the war has just begun. <laughs> and and what, I, what I find is so ironic here, uh, and I was talking to my mom yesterday, is people are just losing their mind over this. and. As we say a lot, it doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on. When you really understand this, all this is is a ruling that's saying the federal government is not going to rule on this. It's back to the states. So you might be in a state that that uh, is for it, uh, and you might be in a state that is against it. It's up to the state. What I see, it's really giving up the power back to the people. 
the vote in those states. So ultimately, that's a good thing, regardless which side of the fence you stand on. However, from a Christian standpoint, <laughs> this was a major blow to bail. And if you Absolutely. don't know bail, bail is one of the main demonic cohorts to Satan. And Satan is real. And every time one of these were conducted, it's it's basically a a um, what it, what's called man a sacrifice to Baal, and that has greatly been impacted. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot of lot of uprising and different things because of this and around this. And and then we're seeing people already lose their mind over this. I'm like, okay. Why do they do that? It doesn't make sense to me because, okay, yeah, you lost there, but it's the state still has power. So, again, I see the, the, the intensity of the satanic deception, the spirit of deception continues to elevate, and we're seeing it. So, a lot of times when I see people get all upset, I'm like, why? And then when I see the spirit of deception rise, it continues to make sense to me, which and I'll turn it back over to you, is I've been reading, I just finished the book of Jeremiah, and I'm now in Ezekiel. And if you just look at some of the things that were going on in in the day of Jeremiah and Ezekiel, I'm just getting into Ezekiel, and God's giving him this vision, and everybody's turning away from God, their heart is hardened. And I look at this for the last 50 years, our country's heart has been hardened. And so I see, I feel like there's a freeing of that. and you got the evil that's going to attack it and continue to attack it. And because the time is short, <clears throat> Satan's time is short. So this is a battle that was won on, you know, in the in the spirit world for good. That war's not over. And we know and ultimately God wins. But I look at how people behave way back when their hearts were hardened, and I see that's what's happened. And uh, I just pray for people's hearts to soften. Yeah, we have to continue to pray for that because here's the thing: we've been, we were having a conversation with a couple last night. Came over, had a great time with them. Thanks for inviting us. Appreciate it. You're always invited. You're always invited. Appreciate it. You have to take out a small loan on the airplane tickets. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it's not a small <laughs> loan. <laughs> oh, it's a large loan. It's a large loan, and you can't even drive across country and make it cheaper anymore. Oh my gosh. Anyway, enough said about that. And we were talking to a couple last night about. The fact that all of what we're experiencing right now, except for the the winds that we're having, is this great deception. So I actually watched a video of a couple of people that had reacted to the whole overturning of Roe v. Wade. And there's one video where this woman took a pillow, slammed it on the ground, and she started screaming her head off and pounding on the pillow and on the floor of her apartment because it was overturned. And I'm and I thought, man, that is that's either a really unstable individual or somebody who's demon possessed and the demon screaming because they didn't get their way or both. I don't know. It could be both, but it, it's very disturbing to see how that, re, how that response has taken shape. And, and just hearing how people are talking about the, an unborn baby. It's almost as if people have been handed the words to say, and that's just what they keep repeating over and over and over again. <laughs> Which, in, when you think about it, that's something that we need. That we've always talked about ever since we started the show is the fact that we are, we are experiencing this massive deception 
all over the world that is leading us to that end where people will believe would rather believe a lie than the truth where they'll yes. call good evil and they'll call evil good yes there was a great post by dr ben carson if it's not a human being then why are you harvesting organs from it whoa wow that's an incredible quote actually read that one more time i'm going to pop that in the chat if it's not a human being then why are you harvesting organs from it dr ben carson in times that chat, you can always find us there. Just letting you know. <laughs> in times chat chat, that's below, right there, below GJ. Yeah, we're we're and, and we're just posting and talking about what we have found in the news. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, we have to do some Earth news, and we do have some really cool Earth news that you posted in the chat on Telegram. But I do have to stop the screen and get that shared. So. It was, it's pretty cool, and it's, it's about the sun. I'm going to cue you up. Massive sunspot doubles in size, sparking solar storm concerns. Well, what's the significance of that? Well, a it, it, couple things that come to mind from, from these articles that we've shared over the last couple of years is this is in the news more and more. They seem to be greater and greater, and it's, power i guess that would be the right term um that's a very scientific nasa term by the way <laughs> powerful sunspots <laughs> <laughs> and of course they can affect you know like electronic uh signals here on earth and then i'm sure they can have impact on weather so anyway that, that just continues to amaze me that it just keeps getting bigger 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 and of course, we've seen in the news, a lot of times they're using apocalyptic terms, not in this case for this, this one, but it's just like, it's all reading biblically. Well, the thing that really gets me about this picture and about this story is, I don't think we really truly understand how small the earth is compared to the sun. Now, have you ever seen this picture? I don't have one on the show, but maybe I can find it later. These pictures of, of the size of the earth in relation to the size of the sun. And so when you see something like this, this solar flare, like on the screen right now, I think to myself, holy cow, you could probably fit an earth through one of those arcs that's, that's in there. Yes. And it, it's just unbelievable to me to see, uh, to see something like that. But yeah, so, that's good. Stuff. Can you bring that back up real quick? Yeah, this, not real this, quick, but yes. <laughs> whoa. And, got it. All right. Boom. That was nope. the best Note to self, uh, we need a new tech guy. Um, <laughs> he's too slow. He's slow. That, at first glance, yeah, you see the two circles. At first glance, it looked like a uh, a womb. Oh, snap. Wow. Anything more about that? <laughs> just saying, hey, you just had a major 50-year case overturned, and... They're talking about sweet spots that have nothing to do with it. And boom, why does that look like that? There's a sign right there. Now, whoo! And, and, and those who can argue that, well, that's not a sign. Maybe it's not. But that's what I see. Well, here's here's another little one, too. About now, here's on, on, its head, on the, whoo! Come on, somebody. 
the, here's the here's the interesting thing about this. On the day that this decision came down, I know we keep talking about the Supreme Court thing, but the day this decision came down, the stock market increased like 9%. There is evidence just right there about how someone really feels or how the market even feels or whatever about a decision like this that's going in the right direction. I actually call that God's blessing. When we decide to follow what God desires, God decides to bless. I just read it again today. When King David was turning over the kingdom to Solomon, he said, and this will be his forever unless he doesn't follow God's ways. And he prayed this prayer that says, hey, help Solomon stay true and faithful to God and his ways, and he will be blessed because of it. So that's, um, I, I don't know. I just want to say that too. So that does look like a womb. And that's pretty interesting that you would say that. Or actually, here's it looks like this uh, head of a baby, and there's the there's the other part. Yes, Uh, that's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. Well, we have something else happening in the sun, moon, and stars, and the planets, and it's uh, it's something that's happening. I I think sometime in the next in the next week, I have to actually read through the article. But but New Orleans, New Orleans has started the parade of planets. It already happened. It already happened. Um, it's the first time in 18 years, So we did talk about it last week, um, quickly, and Friday mor- Friday evening or Saturday morning was supposed to be the prime time, which I think was June 24th, and um, yes, yeah. of course, we went outside to look at it, and all we saw was clouds, so we saw nothing. We saw nothing. So... Um, but there are some great photographs uh, on the web that people took. And, uh, I mean, you, you can see them perfectly aligned over on Friday and Saturday primarily uh, and on into Sunday. Okay, so what's the significance of this? Well, what's significant about it is that Jesus told us that we need to, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And it, it would be ridiculous for us to just say about astronomy, not astrology. No, it's astrology. Which one is it? I always get confused with that. Not the one with zodiac. Astronomy astronomy is the study of the stars and heavens. Astrology. astrology, Yes. Yeah. I had it right the first time. I should have been more confident. Uh, But in astronomy, the the study of the stars. Doctor. (laughs) You are the smartest man alive. Whoa. Whoa. You record that. It's recorded. It's now on podcast forever. Come on. You heard it. it. But you can see this little space right here. Because mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, isn't it Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars? Isn't that how the progression of planets goes? Yes. So if you're on the other side of this, you would actually see the Earth right there. So that would actually be a really interesting thing. Here's, here's what's significant about it. Jesus... When the wise men came to visit Jesus, they were following a star. And that star was the sign to them that a king had been born. So it is historical. It is, it is from the Bible that we should be looking at these things. And Jesus himself said it. There will be signs that happen in the sun, moon, and stars. I don't know if this right here is the specific sign that leads towards the end times. But I will say that... This is something we should be continuing to look at. Maybe there's something there. There's people out there that study these things. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear, or we'd love to hear what you had to say. And if you want to come on the show and talk about it, we'd love to hear it. 
So anyway, that uh, that's pretty interesting. And then the, the last thing for Earth News that I found uh, today. Before, before you go there, think about the significance. It's been 18 years. Go back yeah. 18 years to this week. I don't know what happened in, in, our, in and around the world. I mean, what happened last week is a significant, significant battle in the spirit with the Roe versus Wade overturned. I mean, if you look into the spirit world, which I can't see, I do feel things sometimes. I know you do. And I think the closer you get to God, the more you feel those, you know, feel good, good and bad. So to me, what is the significance of what happened in the same week? And then your analogy of when Jesus was born and they had the star of David and they followed that. I mean, to me, God is leaving clues all along. And we can choose to see them or we can choose to ignore them. And right now, I'm seeing a world where their heart is hardened. I see people hurting. I see people that have lost hope. And, you know, we, we've got to turn. To, if we want true joy, we've got to turn to Jesus. That's the only way we're going to find it. That's where the hope is. Not in a lot of places that I know you and I have both looked in, you know, in years past. And we see people doing it on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, one of those things that we can't put our, uh, put our faith in either is actually this earth because it is created by God, but it's also, but it doesn't, I mean, there is an end to this earth at some point. That's what we're talking about. But there was another Afghan, uh, quake in Afghanistan uh, happened this past week. And there were almost a thousand people they're saying that have died. I, whenever I hear something like this, though, I think, you know, the Taliban is now back in control in Afghanistan. And I'm kind of toying with the whole wars and rumors of wars and kind of connecting Earth News together with it right now. But whenever I, I think about Afghanistan and something like this happening, I think, what's really happening? Was it an earthquake or was it some kind of tested bomb that, was, that happened that, killed, uh, that caused the quake and killed this, this many people? But there's, we need to pray for the people of Afghanistan because right now they're battling through a very, very difficult time. Actually, with this quake, killing over a thousand people, it said in the article that there were people digging with their hands through the rubble to, to try to rescue people. So humanitarian crisis happening over there right now. So we need to keep them in prayer because there are people that do believe in Jesus and that still can believe in Jesus that are there. And we want to pray for their souls. So earthquakes. Just another part of what Jesus said to look out for. There'll be earthquakes in various places. Uh, there's actually an earthquake that happened in North Carolina yep. recently, which was a shocker. Uh, 3.6 or 3.9 or something like that no on the Richter's. No pun intended. What's that? No pun intended. You said that's a shocker. <laughs> no, no pun intended, actually. <laughs> that's a shocker. No, there was no pun intended. That's really good. Maybe I should have intended it. Maybe. I should keep my day job. <laughs> uh, but the Taliban's in control in Afghanistan, which leads us to some other news that's happening with wars and rumors of wars. Well, and before you go there, there was actually uh, uh, at least two major earthquakes in Taiwan in the last 24 hours. And I think one was a 5.4 or 5.9, and another one was 3.4. When, when I see that article, you know, a thousand people passed away, you know, those are a thousand people that got up that day, or I don't know, you know, maybe they were asleep. I don't know what time of day that happened. He's like, there's a thousand people right there that they didn't think anything about dying. Hmm. 
on that day. So yeah. I mean, you, you never know when it's your 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 time. So my question is, because of that you never know, are you ready? Like the video we we start every show with, are you ready? And uh, you know, even if everything we put on the show is wrong, a thousand people passed away, and I don't think they woke up or went to bed thinking that they were going to die. Yeah, sobering reality. Um, talking about sobering reality, Israel and Iran are back in the news again. Whoa! This. What's that? Seriously, they're, they're back in the news. Of course, they're always in the news. We just don't pay attention to it very often. This is an opinion article, so I'm going to say that up front, uh, but it's based off of some facts that we've experienced over the last couple of weeks. Israel, and I'm just going to read you that first paragraph. In Israel and Iran are rapidly approaching an infection inflection point over Tehran's nuclear program. We've talked about this a lot in the, in the last year, the fact that uh, Iran continues to go above and beyond what is allowed to them by the international community. And uh, they have developed 18 times the amount of nuclear uh, material that can be used in a bomb that could take out an entire country like Israel. Uh, it's the atomic equivalent of a controlled clash between the two countries now devolving into an unconstrained chain reaction. When I hear people talking like this, it's a rumor of war, obviously, because we don't have a war right now between Israel and Iran. But this kind of this kind of thing is very, very alarming because we do know that Iran has constantly been threatening Israel with their annihilation. And that is something that will be attempted during the end time. So we don't know when that's going to happen, but we do know we should pay close attention to what's happening between the two of them. But I, it, it really gets me when I see these things like this, when they post opinion articles and they, they use words like Armageddon, which is straight out of the straight out of scripture. That's Mark Toth. I think I know who that is. Any thoughts on that, GJ? I think you pretty much said it. You know, five minutes Armageddon. I mean, like I said a few minutes ago, I mean, you know, these headlines are, you know, really biblical bylines. <laughs> you know. That's taken out of the Bible. And when you're talking of, you know, Armageddon, I mean, that's complete annihilation. You know, so there's that potential. Oh, more, whoa. Chinese <laughs> flying over Taiwan again. They had 29 planes fly over into Taiwan space recently. And uh, this past week, I think 22, 22 jets. Yeah on into their airspace and then there was there's been talk about guam in the pacific and of course we the united states has a strong presence and military bases on guam and china's uh been in the news talking about guam so i mean what's the middle east <laughs> what's china and russia and what's the pacific i mean it continues to be in the news all the way around. This is what you were just mentioning. Go ahead and uh, talk to us about whoa, this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Way to pull that up, doctor. <laughs> China, no limits, in quotation, <clears throat> vow with Russia raises Pentagon urgency to prepare for Guam attack. So there's, you know, Beijing and Moscow continue to forge an alliance, whether it's directly or indirectly. And, uh, you know, like I just said, you know, the uh, 
is a key element. And China, you know, that's right off the coast of China. So they continue to uh, flex their power. And uh, they are, you know, whether they're going to show force against the United States, they're definitely showing that that to Taiwan. And the United States has backed Taiwan and a lot of things. So there's this rumor and things that are backing the rumors. That's probably the best way to describe it. Absolutely. Wars and rumors of wars. I mean, that Guam is one of those places that the United States has held for a very, very long time. I mean, they have not actually held the island of Guam, but they have been on the base there for a really, really long time. And so obviously there's this feeling of tension that that could be one of the first places that's knocked out because a lot of reconnaissance happens from from that island because it's so close to everything in that area. So not only that, but Russian uh, nuke-capable weapons come into play as Putin announces European deployment. This, uh, I mean, they're moving nuclear-capable missiles on into the area closest to Europe. Now, why would you do something like that? Well, this actually came on the day that Ukrainian officials said that the first missile, missile attack launched from Belarus struck Kiev. So if you're not familiar still with what's going on over Russia and Ukraine, it hasn't really been in the news a lot because there's been a shift in focus now because the elections are coming up. And maybe I should not say that out loud. But the uh, there's been a shift. And time's not chat. That's where we're going to be. But there's been a shift in conversation, but Russia just came out and said there's no way that they're going to relent until Ukraine surrenders. That's the limit point for Russia. It's not like it's going to end anytime soon. They are saying that Ukraine must surrender before Russia stops going after them. So uh, this is, again, we've showed the map where we have seen where Russia is located, where Ukraine is located, Ukraine and Russia, directly north of where Israel is. And just want to point everyone back to Ezekiel 38, which talks about kingdoms from the north coming down to actually go after and attack Israel. So should we talk about it? Pretty sure we should. And hopefully everyone's paying attention and watching out for what's happening over there. Disappointed to use one word that, might give us some smackdown. Yeah, it might. Um, and times that chat. And times that chat. Let's move on to leading up to the tribulation, because here's something interesting that I every time I hear something about the third temple, which is going to be built, and they're actually going to have sacrificial rituals that will happen at that new temple. They're preparing for this thing. They're preparing for it. There's talk about a red heifer. I don't have the, the time to go into all the details about this red heifer, but there's a lot of significance about a red heifer. It has to be completely, perfectly red, no white hairs in it whatsoever, flawless. And there, when that happens, there's an ushering in of the new temple uh, sacrificial system. Well, right here on Israel 365 News, you can't get any more clear than this, crimson worm dye which is a key element for the red heifer sacrifice has been developed in preparation for the third temple. In Isaiah 118 from the Israel Bible, it says, come, let us reach an understanding, says Hashem. Be your sins like crimson. They can turn snow white. Be they red as dyed wool. They can become like fleece. And uh, what is, what's going on here is that there are two rabbis. There's one, a father and a son that have developed this worm dye that was 
that's supposed to be used in the sacrificial or the sacrifice of this red heifer like thousands of years ago. It was it was something that they put into practice that they have now figured out and developed how they can how can they can get that worm dye and then use it in the sacrifice. And even in Numbers chapter 19, it says, the cow shall be burned in his sight, the priest's sight. It's hide flesh and blood shall be burned, it's dung included. And the Kohen, which is the, the priestly line of Israel, shall take cedar wood, hyssop, and crimson stuff and throw them into the fire consuming the cow. So that's what, uh, that's what they're preparing for. And the third temple, I, I don't think is that far away. I think we had Kevin Kurtz on a few weeks back, and he made it very clear to us that they could build this thing in three to six months. Yeah. And it may not even be on the same exact location as you think it is, but that it could be a little further down. So the, the red heifer is has no defects and they've they've had these different heifers and then you know they start to grow and then they have a defect. So they're like, that's not it. So when they have find the one with the perfect defect, there's another huge sign right there. Yes, and there's supposedly one that they're watching that's young. It's still too young to actually use, but currently the red it's a perfect red heifer uh, without any blemishes. And so, but there's some time that has to go by. Maybe it won't turn out to be that way. So they actually think they may have found one, which is kind of interesting. We'll keep a close eye on that. We have talked in the past about Yuval Harari, who was from the WEF, World Economic Forum. And we watched a video from him several months back that talked about hacking humans. And what that means is, is that they uh, are saying that you can actually know someone's emotion, know some, how someone believes by sensors that they put inside your brain, and they can now then hack humans. There's a lot of talk out there, be it conspiracy, I don't know, about the fact that whatever they're putting into our bodies has the ability to be able to be read. I mean, we've, I mean, I'm not sure how that all plays together, but there's some talk about that. But just to read this title of this, this is from The Sociable. Uh, it says, Yuval Harari's Hackable Humans Warning at WEF is Becoming Reality. DARPA, which we'll find out about what DARPA is in a minute, is researching pre-conscious brain signals to know what someone believes to be true or not. Now, this is, this would be groundbreaking research in any part of the world, but it also screams of the ability to be able to monitor people at a whole different level. So if they can bring someone in, it'd be a lot less likely that they will be able to lie about what they believe or not. And if they were able to hack someone's mind, hack someone, hack a human in this way with the neural evidence that they can pull, they'll be able to say, no, you're not telling us the truth. And uh, we, we know you believe in Jesus, so you're done. I mean, that's, that's how this can play out. And I know a lot of people may say, well, that's not how they're going to use it. It's not what it's going to. All of these things, in my opinion, are things that are leading up to what we know is going to happen in the end. That's why this one caught my eye. Any thoughts about that one, GJ? Well, you did a great job of covering it. There's another one I, I posted. I don't know, maybe you have it and or you're concerned about posting it i'm just going to read it the internet of bodies so that's that was the title and uh that was coined in a speech by schwab of the economic forum recently and they're also calling it the fourth industrial revolution 
And okay, so what does this mean? Exactly what Dan said. And then we have all this technology around us that now can, you know, check your your blood pressure. It can check your heart rate. You know, so it's not in the body. It can just read, take readings from the body. And then now they're talking about, and we've shared this over and over and over, where they can actually implant different things that are designed to do good things. And I believe a lot of them are, are very, you know, aren't, aren't being developed under the guise of doing something good for, for mankind. However, we also know those things can be used, you know, in, inadvertently. So think about if they implant something into your body and then they can turn it on or they can turn it off or they can they can read your thoughts or they can turn your thoughts off. I mean, it's pretty powerful stuff. So we used to talk like this as a sci-fi and now we're like, okay, this is reality. This technology exists. They may not have it perfected for uh, use across the board. The technology exists. They continue to develop it. There's a huge convergence on all fronts. And just look at what's happened in the last five years. Look at what's happened in the last two years. I mean, look at all this convergence. And it's being utilized. And as we've shared over and over on this show, it's used under the guise of this is good. And we know how that, that works. And when you start looking at from any good versus evil, now you've got those that can use it for evil and those that can use it for good. And there's an agenda that is being focused on. By 2030, they want to have this stuff fully implemented you know, on a global scale. That's eight years away, less than eight years mm-hmm. away. Yeah, I won't, I won't go down that rabbit trail again right now as far as why 2030 seems like it's a... Yeah, go ahead. What, what, what? In times that chat, in times that chat. All right, before you go any further, I know there's a video yes. here. Uh-huh. There's, there's, there's three. It's like the claw of... There's a satanic symbolism, if you understand satanic symbolism. So this has nothing to do with that. But when I see that, I'm like, oh my gosh, what are the odds? And uh, there's also a drink that has a similar sign to that, which actually has demonic symbolism attached to it. I'm not going to say what it is, but you can go figure it out. It might have to do with a number. 666? Yeah, we, yeah. I can just say it because that's what it is. Yes. So this, speaking of technology and what's going on, people, I think you posted this one, so I'm going to let you handle it. But I I did. uh, Why don't you cue it up for us? I'll just go keep on playing. It's only 12 seconds, but I'm going to leave the volume turned down. So this is a video of an unidentified flying object, so UFO. And, you know, as we've shared over and over and over, this is, the UFOs are starting to be talked about more and more, aliens across the board. Well, if you start really diving in deep, and I know that a lot of people cannot believe some of the stuff that is happening, uh, why would people do that? Why would our governments allow it? Why would this? Because... They're doing testing of all types. So we have technology that we may not have seen or under, understand. And they say there's no record of this. Well, you know, it could be under top secret security that, you know, they don't let that out and they're doing certain testing. However, the main reason why I believe a lot of this is being leaked out or demonstrated, whether it's on the alien type of um, 
you know, conversation or UFOs is when Jesus comes back and those that are saved and given their life to him descend in, a, in an inkling. They're gone. All of a sudden, they're gone on the face of earth and they transcend into heaven. That is going to happen. And we're in the two-minute warning. I don't know how long the two-minute warning is. Well, look at what's happened, like I said, in the last five years, the last two years. Things that we're talking about are right before our eyes. And if you go to the Bible, it was laid out in the book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, uh, some of it in Ezekiel, which now I'm just starting to read. And they're going to use this storyline to explain where did all the people go. It's very, very possible. And actually, that that's part of the book that uh, Kevin Kurtz has written, his uh, End Times novels. It kind of it kind of uses that as the reason why people can explain it away. So great! I, I want to read those books once I'm done law school. Actually, I'd love to get a, I'd love to read those. I want anyway, to me. <laughs> well, <clears throat> the other thing I think about here too, GJ, is that it came out in the news. I think we talked about it a couple weeks back. And, uh, and by the way, when I I didn't play the the Internet of Bodies because we had actually played that video, but not from Klaus Schwab from several weeks back. There was another person that was talking about it. But when I think about this, another story comes to my mind that we talked about a couple of weeks back too. And that is that China has developed this drone that can escape radar that can fly over and surveil certain areas. So why San Diego? Why is San Diego such a prime spot for that? Well, that's because not only are the Marines stationed there at Camp Pendleton, and that's where they get trained in their 12-week uh, hell hell on earth to break them down and build them up but there's also other bases that are down there and a nuclear power plant that's down there and several other things so they saw people all over san diego even down in new mexico and even up to san clemente which is hundreds and hundreds of miles saw this very same thing happen the other day okay so uh yes. is it is it also part of the the way to have news and talk about the end times of course could it also be surveillance from China, of course it could. Why not? Why can't it be all three of those things? Yes, and you've left out Navy. <laughs> the Navy <clears throat> is high, uh, highly present. In, well, they have a huge. Yeah, and and you got the Naval Air Station. Yeah, so we stayed at a hotel one time. It was the Hilton Hotel. Um, I think it was like the fourteenth floor, and we watched the. The planes being loaded onto an aircraft carrier right there across the bay where the Naval Air Station is. And um, it was phenomenal to watch. But there's so much military activity that happens along the coast of San Diego that it's very possible that there's a lot of surveillance going on that escaped radar because they did not see any military activity on radar. That's one of the things that they talk about in the article I was reading today. So... Man, lots of crazy stuff going on. It's definitely something that makes me go. Oh, that was like masterful. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. We have one more story to talk about. One this, more. <laughs> this blew me away when I found this today. And I thought, I, I have to share this. What a great way to go into our message. But <laughs> I'm not even sure how to start it. Let me just pop it up on the screen. And I'll, we'll just start talking about it. So. Just do it. What's that? I said, just do it. Oh, just do it. Um, globalists want to replace children with virtual computer fakes. <laughs> this is, 
I thought this has got to be fake. But then I was starting to read the article. And there's an artificial intelligence expert. Her name is Catriona Campbell that predicts that virtual children will be commonplace within the next 50 years. I mean, really? So not only are there ways of trying to uh, help combat, they're saying, overpopulation. And uh, what was it? There was a movie I was watching the other, that my wife was watching the other day. It was called The Inferno. Do you remember The Inferno that had Tom Hanks in it? It is actually based off the book by Dan Brown in the series, The yeah. uh, Da Vinci Code. Yes. And then he had the one called Inferno. There's another one. Well, they made uh, several movies about that where Professor Langdon in that movie goes through and tries to figure all this stuff out. One of the things in that movie, The Inferno, and I just was listening to it the other day and my wife paused it and said, Dan, you got to listen to this, was this professor talking about the overpopulation of the planet and how it took 200 years for us to go to 2 billion. No, I think it was... Uh, 2 billion people. And then in 50 years, it went to 4 billion. And in less time, it's now almost eight. So uh, how exponential the population growth is. But that is confusing to me because now places like China are starting to say, no, you you can actually have three kids now. Because what they've realized is, is that they've realized we don't have a workforce. If we keep on aborting babies, we don't have a workforce to come up and actually take care of us in our old age. So, and so there's not going to be enough money. It's not going to be, it's just going to kind of crumble. So then I see something like this about artificial intelligence saying that, oh, we're going to have virtual kids. You don't have to go through pregnancy. You can experience it virtually, but you don't have to go through pregnancy. You can have virtual kids and raise them. Yeah, you look at all that's been developed. I mean, you know, in the metaverse, you know, it's all virtual. I mean, and there, it's like you can have daily life in the virtual world, and there's peace and there's harmony, and uh, you know, it's all good. However, it's being controlled, and they can be indoctrination, and 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 the thing about it is, you lose sight of what's really real, and so the loss of reality, and uh, so it creates a false reality, and then some people become get attached to the false reality so i mean it's it's just so crazy what's happening and how fast it's happening and again all this is happening right before our eyes so anybody says well that will never happen and that's way down the road <laughs> no i mean they might be off a couple of years but it's happening definitely and they're and just the fact that they're talking about it means they're further along than we actually think they are I said it would be foolish to start talking about something that hasn't even started to take place yet, right? I mean, yeah. And and your example of movies. Movies are a precursor to what's to come or what may come. And you think they just come up with this idea for no reason? I mean, there's usually some basis of some degree. And sometimes they make it seem far-fetched just to get us off track or to just start to uh, sensitize us to, uh, well, that's cool, or that's okay, or wow, that'd be great. Well, here's a shout out to our boy Klaus Schwab right here in this oh, paragraph. Again. So the World Economic Forum founder, Klaus Schwab, it says here in this article, wants to create a world in which humans are connected to the cloud, which we were talking about before, the Internet of Bodies, able to access the Internet through their brains. This is what the fourth industrial revolution is all about, the merger of man and machine. Kind of reminds me of the Matrix. This is how we know without a doubt that transhumanism is part of the Great Reset. 
transhumanism. And then it goes on to say the technocratic transhumanist cabal, as they call it, once also wants to track your individual carbon footprint and dictate your diet. Meat consumption to be cut by 90% and replaced with fake lab-created meats and bugs. I, I'm just trying to figure out why they want to kill off the cows, too. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I don't get it. But this is all stuff that's being talked about, and I know that this particular one is, um, is on a news. I'm, I'm, I don't normally, this is not a go-to news article for me, but I just couldn't help it with this one. It's when it talked about overpopulation and virtual children. Now, yeah. the good thing about virtual children is, is you can just turn them off when you don't want to hear them talk anymore. <laughs> whoa, whoa. You're a parent, you know what that that's like. <laughs> yes, I do. Hey, Journey. <laughs> it's not working. It's not working. Well, we have a, we have a, we have a saying in our household. Can't hear you. I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh well this is uh do you have anything else you want to share about this because if not we only have about 10 minutes left and i want to make sure we, get... uh, we shared enough it's real it's happening and it's all about progression into the tribulation and the seven years of tribulation and there's the there's those like us that believe that jesus will come back take what they call the church so the body of christ is taken to heaven and then there's seven years of turmoil and dan's going to talk a little bit about it i think in revelation today and at the first three and a half years i call it the really it's a reset trying to get their bearings and everybody coming together for the good because of all the craziness that happened i mean think whether it's one to two billion people or whatever that number is all of a sudden gone there's going to be chaos and there's going to be fear and, you know, and then there's going to be all these different storylines. So people are going to be want to, I see that convergence of everybody coming together. And then at the three and a half year mark, the uh, Antichrist shows his true self and realizes he's not a nice guy and uh, more calamity happens that leads up to another three and a half years to the uh, Battle of Ar Armageddon. That's pretty much it in a nutshell at a very high, high, high level. Uh, Dan can cover much better, great detail because he's a doctor. Back to you, doctor. <laughs> Not yet. Well, we were talking last week of Revelation chapter 1, 13 to 16. We kind of just breezed through it. But it talked about the, the appearance of Jesus. <clears throat> and so... What this passage of scripture does, all the way to verse 22, actually, is give us a picture of the glory and greatness of Jesus. So we saw Jesus when he was on this earth. And I said, I made this comment, I think, last week or week before. When we think of Jesus now, what we think of is either as a baby or on the cross. What we don't picture him as is how he is described in Revelation. And in Revelation, he has a unique appearance. And we can find this in Revelation 1, 13 to 16. First of all, we see Jesus's majesty. He's dressed with a robe reaching down to his feet and with a golden sash around his chest, as the scripture says. It's not the average garment of a peasant from a Middle Eastern culture. It is not like the short tunic, but the garment of wealth, high position, and royalty. It's like the garment of the high priest in Exodus chapter 39, and a reminder that Jesus is our high priest in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. He also had a golden band around the chest 
pictures his majesty and authority as king of kings. When Isaiah had a vision of, of Jesus in Isaiah 6.1, it says, he saw the train of his robe filling the temple, which is a scene of great majesty and dignity. So part of his appearance has a lot to do with his majesty. It also talks about Jesus's purity in Revelation. His head and his hair were white like wool, as white as snow. Isaiah 1.18 talks about the phrase white as snow or white like wool. And we just read that actually when we were talking about one of our news stories about the third temple. This is the promise of all of our sins being cleansed, which is being pictured in this passage. It's this biblical background urges us to reflect on the absolute purity of the Son of God, who is Jesus. There is no sin in Jesus, according to the Bible. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he knew no sin. Hebrews 4.15 states that he was without sin. Jesus himself said in 8.46 of John, which of you convicts me of sin? No one could. And Hebrews 7.26 says that Jesus is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners. So we see his majesty, we see his purity, but then we also see his authority. In Revelation, it says, in his eyes like a flame of fire, his feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. We know about the sharp two-edged sword, as it talks about in Galatians and Ephesians. It says it's the sword of the Spirit. It's the Spirit of God that's going forth by His Word that is going over all the world, and it pierces even our souls uh, in two because it wants to separate the sin and the purity, get the sin away and have the purity of Jesus reside in our hearts. Uh, so His authority. In Hebrews 4.13, it says, And there is no creature hidden from His sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of Him to whom we must give account. The eyes as a flame of fire it talks about Hebrews 20, 12, 29, it says, our God is a consuming fire. Hebrews 10 talks about certain fearful expectations of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour God's adversaries. Hebrews 10, 31, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, I know that all this right now sounds like it's very uh, fear-based, but here's the deal. It says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge. When you understand the glory and the greatness of Jesus and all that he is, and the fact that he gave up all of that to come down on this earth into a human form and humble himself and actually experience everything we've experienced, to be crucified and killed and executed on a cross, and then literally taking away all the authority from death and of hell and of the grave. You find that what the picture he, that John sees in Revelation of who Jesus is this is the best way he could describe it. And he's seeing Jesus in a way he's never seen him before. Well, it talks about also in Revelation, his centrality. It says his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength, which means you cannot look upon him in the way that you would have before. If you've ever looked up at the sun, you can't stare at it for very long. As a matter of fact, it will burn your retinas and you could lose your sight if you stare at the sun too long. And so John is saying about Jesus, his, his centrality, everything kind of points to him as the central point of, uh, of our solar system even. Uh, and then it also talks about Revelation chapter 1, verse 17. What and this is where I want to kind of go to with this, is that when John saw Jesus in Revelation and saw him for who he truly is, it had an impact on him. It says, and when I saw him in Revelation 117, 
I fell at his feet as dead. The only response John could give, and he was the one that seemed to be closest to Jesus while Jesus walked this earth. As he's, as he's seeing him, the only response he could have is that he fell down at his feet as dead, which means he was worshiping Jesus. How incredibly significant is this for all of us? What is our response when we are faced with the real Jesus Christ? According to Hebrews 1.6, the Father wants all of the angels to worship, at his, worship his son, Jesus Christ. And yet when John fell down at the feet of the angel in Revelation 22, 8 and 9, the angel told him not to do it. He said, the only one we are to worship is God. We draw only one conclusion, that Jesus Christ is God. Otherwise, John would not have been right in worshiping him, nor would God the Father be right in urging the angels to worship his son. Jesus is the Son of God. And that's where we need to start. We need to understand that, that Jesus is the Son of God. I've got so much more I can share, but I'm running out of time, JJ. Go ahead and um, I can fill us in a little bit more next week with what I'm talking about. But go ahead and tell us what your thoughts are and also what your Papa Reynolds says. Well, through his Bible, and there's a lot of writing <laughs> in Revelation. <laughs> And the hairs on my arm are standing up. And, you know, one of the things, there's, there's, I'm, I'm really just going to paraphrase here some of what he wrote or underlined. You know, he talked about, this is something that caught my eye. This is Revelation chapter 2, verse 9. I know thy works and tribulation and, and poverty. In princes, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. And my dad wrote the un, unpardonable sin of blasphemy. We're seeing blasphemy in so many things from signs to I mean, all around the world right now. I mean, and different symbolism that's actually blasphemy. To God, and uh, the other thing that says repent in, in verse sixteen, repent. And he's he's highlighted this: repent, or else I will come unto thee quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. And this is Jesus talking, which goes back to repent. So, what can we do, and how can we be protected? And that was another thing he wrote in here was protection. And then there's the seven stars, and when we showed those five stars, one of them happened to be the moon. They're all lined up in five. I'm like, is that a precursor to six and seven? Mm. Just Love saying. it. Like that, just, that just made me think. So there's a there's a there's a reason why all this is happening, and you used the term "white as snow," purity, which is I think the city of Sardis, which represents the city of white snow. Purity, um, I believe. And, uh, you know, so what can you do? So here we are, covered all these things today, all these signs, all this craziness. What can you do? How can you still have hope? How can you move forward? How can you know that your salvation is in Jesus, your joy is in Jesus, and your eternity, your eternal salvation is in heaven versus hell? Because if you do nothing, you know, you're going to end up in hell. 
if you choose Jesus, you can have eternity in heaven. It's that. It's really that simple. And either way, at some point, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so there, there's a couple of responses we have here. Number one, in, in Revelation, it goes on, and this is where we'll finish off, that Jesus said to John, do not be afraid. Now, naturally, John was afraid. He's seeing Jesus as he's never seen him before in all of his glory and greatness, as we've said. And wouldn't you and I also be that way? Hopefully, we would understand that Jesus and seeing him, as John describes him, we would fall down on our faces as well. But Jesus says, don't be afraid. And that's our message to you today. Don't be afraid. And why? Because Jesus reminded John of his real identity as God in human flesh. It says in, Re in Revelation 1, 70 to 20, I am the first and the last. Talk, he talks about his resurrection power. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And then reiterated his authority and says, I have the keys of Hades and of death. You do not need to be afraid. The devil is not the king of hell. He is the chief prisoner of hell. That's one thing we have to remember. He has no hold over us. He tries through deception to do that. But the way we can eradicate that deception and have our eyes open is to believe that Jesus is the Son of God that came to take away our sin, died on the cross, was resurrected, and is now sitting next to the Father in his full glory and greatness, and he will come back again. The question is, is what, where do you want to be? What do you believe? And are you ready? We can help you do that right now. And we're going to say that prayer together. All you have to do is make that decision and believe in Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we believe you are the Son of God that came to take away the sin of the world. You are he that lives, that died, now rose again, and have the keys of death and Hades in your hand. Lord, we, we come to you and we confess our sin and our separation from you. And we, Lord, we just receive your forgiveness. We accept it. And we ask you to come into our heart and live, excuse me, with us and give us the strength and the boldness to live for you for the rest of our days. Telling as many people as we can about you so that they can come to a saving knowledge of who you are and live with you forever in relationship in heaven. So we pray in Jesus' name for everyone that just prayed that prayer. There's angels celebrating because there's more people that have come to know you, and now they're worshiping you as well. And Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We help, help us to have a great week ahead, that we keep on looking at these signs and looking to you for the answer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, that sounded just like, uh, shoot, what's his name? The trumpet player. Louis Armstrong. Yep, Louis Armstrong. It was coming to me. I was singing the song. I see trees of green, red roses too. Uh, that's where that's where I lose it. That <laughs> yeah, hurts my throat. Oh man, GJ, we'll see everybody next week. What a great great show. We went over a little bit today, but uh, it was all worth it. Peace out, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more, and don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.